0: we're back hello everyone it is week nine of this radio remote radio experiment which is no longer an experiment because we all know what we're doing by now we've got quite used to this so let's do our little check-in um, today, we are actually talking about mental health and I guess our own kind of mental well being and how we manage that. And maybe we can share some kind of methods and things that we've learned along the way. Gillian, should we just check in? How has your week been? Hello, everybody. I'm very happy. I am upbeat. I am
1: positive. I'm enjoying the weather. Good.
0: Excellent uh malcolm how are things with you how's your week been
2: um uh, my week's been uh, trivial okay and i really and i really enjoyed it um and i am sleeping much better excellent um but then the drugs help um no that's a joke that's a, really just a joke um and i'm 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 walking um more and feel more comfortable than I have been for a few weeks now.
0: Excellent. Hmm. Yeah. Antonia, we haven't seen you. You weren't here around last week, so how have your last two weeks been?
3: Yeah, it's been good. There's been a transformation. After Mr. Boris Johnson uh, spoke and a good friend of mine spoke to me about, uh, you know, what... Um, <laughs> that the fact that not doing something or, about my mental health will will have a, a big impact afterwards. I took the opportunity of going out with my daughter, granddaughter, to the park the first time for over two months. Wow. You know, uh, uh, and it was really, really good. The The, the air was so fresh, and I... I told her to let us go to the edge of the park because it's near uh, the big main road. Just for me to smell the petrol, you know, because I, I, think <laughs> I think I miss. I miss. Yeah, and she said, "What a bizarre something to say." I said, "Well, I do not know because I just wanted, you know, to savour the the, the atmosphere. It was really good. We did some exercise." Uh, and we came back. And it's been easy since then. Um, I think what, apart from the talk, the advice that I took really to heart, is not about fear, it's about, I was thinking, well, I am doing the right thing by following the rules, what the government have said or something. But then when Mr. But, Boris and, uh, Johnson okay. When, when me, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear. Uh, yes, when Mr. Boris Johnson came and there is, there was no clarity from him, uh, you know, uh, and uh, nothing to say, you know, the way to go, uh, and it, it, it looked as if it it all the exercise by just staying at home, you know, uh, thinking of what they said that it is right because that is what they expect us to do. And at the end of it, there was no, no direction of any sort. So I think, for me, the mental health is in one's hand, you have to take the responsibility for it. And and you have to do the best for yourself too. Because this is going to be a long drawn something and you, you know, headspace is is you need to manage it properly so that it doesn't have an adverse effect afterwards. Thank you.
0: Thanks, Antonia. Hi, Synth, how's your week been?
4: Um, My week has been good. This actually feels like the week has just zipped by, by, actually. Um, Yeah, but I've had a really good week. I went to visit my mum yesterday, well, outside her building, which was awful, but I haven't seen her for nine weeks now, actually, because I don't see my mum every week anyway and even though i was willing to pop to a, you know like to drop shopping outside she didn't want me to in case i got ill and then in case her grandchildren got ill so i just left it but yesterday i thought i can't help it like i think the worst thing was probably getting on the buses the two buses because mm. the buses were packed and i thought i've been around just me and my children for the last few months really apart from when i go to the supermarket and i got on a bus And there was about 30 people on the bus with, like, not even one foot apart. So I actually got off and done a hell of a lot of long walking. Mm -hmm. Um, I just went and delivered some flowers and spoke to her outside for an hour, actually. So that was good because she was just getting a bit fed up. And she just needed some kind of social, somebody sociable to see.
0: She's been isolated on her own. So she appreciated your visit,
4: yeah, she wasn't. Um, I was going to actually push it and bring my youngest son with me so that she could at least see him, but I just thought, no, I better not. Because <laughs> she'll be like, supposing he gets ill, or someone gets something. So I just thought, yeah, I'll just visit on my own. Great. <laughs> right. It's just weird. You can't touch, you can't hug, and all this stuff. And also, I don't want her to get ill because where she lives in our sheltered accommodations, she's, they've had one death, one critically ill, and one. His ill one could come back home, and there's only 14 of them. So I just thought, I don't want to push it. I don't want her left on her own if she becomes ill. Mm. Or, or I have to. Well, or I would go actually, and then I obviously jeopardise the children as well, though. But I would. I want to leave my mum. Don't care. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So good week otherwise. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how, how how well we haven't seen you for ages. So how how's your month been? Um, It's been good. You saw me last week. No, no, Rhett. Sorry, Rhett. Oh. (laughs) Okay.
5: Unmute. Yeah. Um. It's nice to be back. Nice to see what are now slightly familiar faces to me. And um, I think I had a bit of a kind of wobbly week, really, last week. Um, or not the last month, but particularly the last week. Very average overall. With plenty of ups and plenty of downs, the kind of lockdown roller coaster, really. So every other day felt a t- just a little bit aimless, you know, just lacked a bit of structure. And if I'd have been on holiday in the south of Italy, it would have been perfect, you know, with high-ins
3: and oh, what
5: should I do this morning? I'll have a cup of tea and a bowl of porridge. What an achievement? I got, I got dressed, you know, but um. And then other the, the other days maybe were the opposite as a reaction to that. Reaching for a bit of structure and a bit of routine, which gives you a bit of a feeling of control and it feels like that's coming up with some other people as well, like you, and, Antonia, and you, Hyacinth, around, you know, there's, there are lots of things that just aren't in our control at the moment. So sometimes yes. making simple plans and doing them um, feel feel good because you get your sense of um, autonomy and yes. control back yes um and I saw this call and I looked at the subject and I thought this is the opportunity for me to rejoin and say hello
0: yeah Good. thank you and Rhett, have you been doing because you're you know you do some coaching you've been doing any coaching um, um I haven't in
5: particular but in a way, in a way I've just been trying to, trying to do the, the old fit-your-own-oxygen-mask-first principle, you know, mm-hmm. try, and, try and get my head around this. Yeah. But I did see this, and I thought, well, come on, Rhett, you know, stop hiding, get out of bed, and come along to this call and use it as a catalyst mm. to maybe think about, you know, what, what would a lockdown coach be doing? You see what I mean? So the whole mm-hmm. idea of well-being and lockdown – To be honest with you, I think there are huge overlaps with with just well being and and normal life actually. It's just because this because we are out of our some of us are out of our normal habits, Mm -hmm. we're able to notice things more. Whereas things Mm -hmm. would probably be a bit more subconscious, I think, if we were just in our in our comfort zones and our normal behaviour. So no I was really looking forward to this as an opportunity to to talk about the subject and see what other people have been doing because um that's where a lot of us find the things that work for us let's say as strategies for happiness you spot someone else doing something and you think oh that might work for me and you try it yourself
3: Uh
0: yeah exactly so I think Gillian's got it down at the moment. You've just been having a great time, Gillian. Do you want to um, kind of tell us your secret? Yes, I'll tell you my secret. This is,
1: <laughs> it's um, stretching my brain through Zoom meetings and then having to deal with that stretch of the brain. It's quite a challenge and having to come back to normality and then having to say to myself, what did you learn, really? And it's not about what I learned. It's about being there, connecting, mm-hmm. and just being in the time. I don't have to analyse everything I do. So I've joined, well, I've been doing since we've been together Clever here, poetry workshops, and they give us homework. It's quite hard. Um, and then sometimes, you know, at any meeting you go through that thing of, well, I'm not even relevant here. But you know what, you're hanging there because you're important and you're worth it. And you've got valuable stuff to say as well. So that was yeah. getting over that, and then in the week I joined a very high-permuting, very educational seminar. Obviously not aimed at me, for um, all about mental health and positive attitudes, which we all know about. We all know about being positive, but this was saying how they've experimented and found out, and it's all true. And it's from a university, so I believe everything. That was a real. That was really good because. Had to, it forced me to stay into something and get over the language. Every Zoom has its own language, for example. Before this, I was in a knitting circle. Not interested in the knitting. I just wanted to hear what people were saying. And, um, of course, even a knitting circle has its own language. And they talk about <laughs> smoking shoulders. I do so know what you're talking about, love. But I'll stay here and pretend. And I did. <laughs>
5: knitting jargon. I love it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> i gonna have to write a poem about that, obviously. But yeah, so it was filling up my brain and then emptying my brain, and just feeling uh, this is how it is. That's how it is. You can't change it. And like you said, Antonio, about Mister Boris Johnson talking, he said nothing. He waffle, waffle, waffle. That's another example. That's why I watched the five o'clock stuff to hear the kind of language and how they do their sets and everything. So a big learning week for me, quite exhausted. Mm.
0: So did you learn any on this mental health um, seminar? Um, what did you, are there any kind of things that you can share with us? Yes, I can. It's, it's
1: very much about if you are a carer, which also includes parents, um, how do you cope? How do you cope with feeling depressed? Because everything's not perfect. And... Mm. one thing that did come out was that you're so cliché but you write down your feelings and of course not everyone can write, not everyone wants to write so we've seen in the last year in our last two years in community hubs come in and do some collage it's the same thing is it just pushing everything out of yourself and Mm -hmm. formulating what you want to do how you're going to manage that and relieving depression and as I said you know, so much of this we've heard all before. Um, but it's good to hear that people are actually doing research into how being positive can reduce fear of depression or depression itself. It's good enough for
0: me. Part two next week. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Malcolm, sorry. Go ahead. Julian, could you send me the, uh, the link to the knitting group?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> I've, been, I've already said it, um, I've already <laughs> it. I already, Listen, I think, I, I already I said to them, can I bring along a token male who wears his dressing gown? I
0: said,
2: you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, please take me out, take me out. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be there. I, I, I must admit, I'd, I'd prefer if it was crochet, come to think of it. <laughs> uh, crochet or origami. I was thinking of joining an origami. No, origami's next year. <laughs> uh-huh you but the knitting one would do me for the time being that would tide me over uh-huh. do you know what i mean yeah uh, it's interesting that you didn't want to come to the poetry i could do that You'd love yeah. it. you love You got the poetry oh yes absolutely the, the only thing is i mean i used to teach uh, um well i say teach i mean coach or no uh what was it to, um encourage people let's put it that way um in um in a homeless in a hostel, and um, I, I I I didn't belong there really. I mean I don't I don't belong anywhere where uh, uh, there's a lot of bureaucracy. However, I got on with um, homeless people and um, uh, told management that actually I, I was wasting their time and I would be much better off um, trying to stimulate people and and, and encourage people to do. Vaguely, the things I did in a past life to do with um, drama and movement and etc. Um, etc. Cetera, et cetera, and the voice, blah blah blah. And writing, and I did so. I just went about and found out two or three people that actually spent a lot of their time in the hostel writing. Uh, mm-hmm. Found a couple of people that played the guitar alone in the hostel, um, and found a few other people that did poetry, but um, mm-hmm. were too. Um, withdrawn to show it to other people or you know you know what the score is and then i got a proper job of um encouraging people to um express themselves basically and then eventually we put on a show as well because i also found two singers so that was cool so yeah i'll come along to your poetry thing when you let me know it's in america i'll send the link do i have to go there
1: yeah
0: every saturday you have to be there at <laughs>
2: Okay. Cool.
0: So so far we have um, a bit giving ourselves structure, filling up your brain, going outside. Cool. uh Antonia. Can I ask you what was preventing you from? I mean, how come you decided to go for this week? Or uh, with the with the kind of instructions or was there a moment where you decided it was it was time to get out
3: i think sometimes you you hide behind your feelings and say well i'm doing it because they said everybody should be on lockdown and all and really not thinking about it uh, because i have friends who are 80 something years of age and they've been just been going out, you know and say you to whatever with Mr. Jorib's bones in, we know at this stage of life, uh, you know, even if there's anything where, uh, nobody's going to curtail my movement. But, you know, my own voice of education is saying to me, just do what you're supposed to do. But he came, before he said that, like I said, I, you know, I came up to tears by somebody saying to me, what are you afraid of, you know? And I'm saying to myself, it's not about fear; it's about obeying the rules, you know. Uh, but then, as <laughs> I was debating it on my in my head, that well, rules are there to had, to be adhered to as well as to be broken sometimes. So uh, I came to the decision that yes, it's time for me to. But I don't think anybody could have and um, convince me before that time that, that I should, I will go out only because in my, the recess of my own mind, I, th- I thought, yeah, that is a, it's time for me to make a step. If I don't, then it will become something that I will be grappling with in the, you know, afterwards and I might not be able to. So, uh, That is why I I decided it is multiplicity of things like going in my mind. But ultimately, it's my own decision that I think it's right time for me. Just before he said something, as if I know by premonition that he was not going to say anything that is going to change anything. That he, 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 he doesn't know the answer himself. So I think he comes back to us taking responsibility like the gentleman said about taking autonomy of one's own life whatever the consequences because you you make you take risks all the time and and you, you cannot hide behind that if if we don't take risks we won't be able to do anything so you know enough of them dictating we live in a society that you know volition which is you you have that in you. It is intrinsically in you that you want to use it, exercise it. Uh, and, uh, and I'm really glad that I, I, I took that step. It's, it's so many things. People who cared about me, that wanted me to, and they could see how it was affecting me. My granddaughter, for sure, I was thinking about her. She hasn't been out. She's been, you know, shielded because of me. You know, and, and I don't think that was right for her to be indoors. And when she she came out with me, she was so happy. She said, I'm so proud of you. She was just she was just making me feel really good, you see, and that is it. I needed that. Like Hysin said, she wanted to go and hug her mom, you know, irrespective of what. That inside of us is something which cannot buy is something you know, for a friend coming to the door and saying to you, you have to do something, you know, th- those are the things that makes this world a really very good place to, to be. So that's, that's, that is what made me, inside of me and with all the things that other people were saying, yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, my faith is always there, you know, uh, <laughs> people will say, well, you should be able to, it's... it's it says when you are tested and your faith is small, you, you, in times of adversity, if, when you, you cannot stand, it means your faith is small. Um, all those sorts of things was coming to my mind that I have it in me. I can do uh, everything that I want to if I put my mind to it.
5: Oh, yeah. well done, Antonia! I'm so, I'm so impressed with the kind of courage and spirit in uh, in this group. Like, honestly. <laughs> thanks,
0: Rick. Thank you, Antonia. Um, la- at the end of um, and thanks, Malcolm. Um, at, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, at the end of last, oh. week, we were speaking about uh sleep, and I think this is a you know, a massive part of, you know, your sort of well being mental well being is getting enough sleep and um you know, I think there's been a lot of anxiety that we talked about that last week where your brain's just going round in circles and, and kind of meaning that you can't sleep properly and then that kind of seeps into the day. Um how ha- how how's that been? Um, it seems, Mal- Malcolm,
2: you, you said you've been better. Um, it, it, it's got better the last couple of days. Um, I think what I've done is, is um, I'm less anxious outside. I'm more comfortable. And instead of um, walking just for a, a short amount of time, I've been going out when it, it isn't so sunny, so hot, so that there are less people outside. Um and I've walked much further without stopping and having a rest halfway. So I've walked about double the amount of time, then come back. And I'm pretty exhausted when I get back. Um, I mean, not unpleasantly, just very tired. Um, I assume because I'm my age and I'm not as fit as I used to be. However, it seems to have helped. Um, it's, so I'm, I'm, I go to bed fairly late anyway. But now I go to bed fairly late and I'm knackered. So, I'm sleeping much better. Um, or, no, it's, it's just tired out certain bits of me, I guess, that I'm unaware of. And also, probably because I'm sleeping a little deeper, um, if there is any anxiety lurking around, it seems to be not being knocked on the head. I mean, I'm waking up mm. once or twice as opposed to four or five times. So, I'm, I, I think I'm on the right track. Keep, keep physical, Malcolm. And if that doesn't work by next week, then I'll try something else. But, I mean, it isn't a major thing. I'm more interested in um, why it was that I was waking up suddenly and my whole sleeping pattern changed because presumably, I don't know if it's for real, but I'm assuming it's because of a certain um, um, anxiety going on in my head that I was, Consciously not aware of I was consciously aware that I'm going through something that's tricky like for everyone else Um, But now I can just think about it in um, in an interesting fashion like I've done in the past when Certain uh, mental issues may have arisen. um, I ultimately um, Find them interesting to explore, which is why I'm here today
6: Mm.
0: And um i guess the, there's that thing when your routine you know you, you kind of have your daily routines and you know when those are upset then also that can affect your sleeping pattern so there's this whole cycle and then that you know means that you're not kind of doing things that you want to do in the day and
2: yeah except that my routine would be uh, less than uh, people that go to work if you know what I mean. I mean, I don't have such a structure in my life anyway. So there are certain elements of of, of the of the isolation, which is probably, and because I'm quite uh, satisfied by doing, uh, I'm sure I've explained that I don't have great goals in life or, or in any other circumstances, that I can get involved in very, very small things um, uh, without being unhappy about it and getting um, I mean, almost childlessly um, pleasure from small things Um, like to mention yet again a jigsaw I can get really sort of and then I can waft off into other head things Uh, so I find that all pleasurable I don't have to so I don't have major structure you know I don't go to work Um, I don't have to be at any anywhere a particular time Um, so really I really have to sort of believe in the old cliche of the moment and be with the moment, and be okay with the moment, you know, um, whatever it is. Uh, and if it's if it's unhealthy for me, or it feels unhealthy, or or if it's another human being, um, I'm easily I'm, I'm I'm easy to be able to walk away and find another moment. And I do that to mental health issues as well. If I can, there's only one one time that I couldn't, um, not that long ago when when. I less I lost what I, I suppose I would have to say is a complete lack of self-control, and that that I found about the most frightening thing in my life mm.
0: so um well you're you' you're always bit you've always been quite a um fan of uh, the moment and enjoying just the you know that kind of almost um, meditative kind of uh, state of like just in, enjoying things as they happen and really taking pleasure in, in, in kind of small things. I remember you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's,
2: that's true. But the opposite is true as well. I can walk away from things very, very quickly without feeling any guilt or any, or any anything. I, I just won't stay around it. Um, and I'd rather be bored by myself. It sounds like a really healthy instinct
5: you've got there, Malcolm. Do you know what I mean? You know, you know whether something's good, good for you or not. And a bit similar to Antonia, she had a sense that now was the time to take some action, you know, for, for yeah. her own self and sanity, and she did it. And maybe, maybe the same for you, Malcolm. You've just got a kind of instinct about when to walk away.
2: Well, I... Um... I, yes, I mean I think that's that's right, Rep. But I don't think I don't think everyone. I certainly don't think uh, many people uh, uh, necessarily approve of that or or even understand it. But clearly, clearly you do, because uh, that whole aspect of, I mean, I mean you uh, you can run into the danger of not giving things enough time, so that your moment, you know, you should give it much longer to to, to find out, because otherwise you become intolerant which is vaguely what has happened to me in life. I am fairly intolerant um, uh, because I relish, I relish the moment. Uh, maybe I put too much emphasis on the moment that I relish it so much. If it gets spoilt, rather than take on board, it's being spoiled. I walk away. Yeah. <laughs> and it's terrible, yeah. but it works for me. It just doesn't work necessarily for other people. And I understand that.
5: Yeah. My, maybe my only... Connecting to what Lucia said. Um, yeah. I think it, it, wouldn't it be terrible if we, if we were all living our lives and we were missing all the beautiful moments? So that, that mm. expression, smell the roses, it's purely mm. about are you noticing all the good or interesting or beautiful or, or positive things around you? Um, so whether that comes through um, savouring, well, slowing down, for example, slowing down, noticing, Hmm. curiosity, the ability to, um, positivity that you mentioned, Gillian. I think if you're experiencing your life with, with a kind of glass half full attitude, it really allows you to kind of uh, notice and receive the positive moments, even if they are small. So I love hmm. the way you were speaking about um, um, having done quite a few trivial things this week and that that was great you know that that was enough and personally i can't tell you how much um pleasure and joy i've been getting from nature in all its forms at the at the moment i'm i'm noticing it a hell of a lot more and I'm incredibly grateful for it so um you all might be aware of people sometimes talk about like a gratitude practice that you find in some Mm. um you know courses or happiness research around that Mm. and what that's about is just um consciously saying uh, typically at the end of a day think about three good things that happened today and it seems a bit contrived but it's actually just to draw your attention to three good things um, to make sure that if you're actually a little bit anxious, you know, as an underlying feeling, you're not missing um, the lovely things that are happening. Like maybe it's simply that moment in the morning where you have your first mouthful of tea, which, you know, never gets any worse, you know, as they say, you know, tea doesn't ask questions. Tea. You that what they say? Um So, and and also being being in the moment allows you to tune in a little bit to how you're feeling about things as opposed to running away from that yeah and i think that's that's really important because that, that then allows you to make kind of make choices it, it, if you if you know you're a bit anxious or you know you're scared or you know you're angry you, you it might buy you a, a few seconds a bit of thinking time so you don't do anything you might later regret
3: mm-hmm.
5: And it allows you to make good choices as well. So, you know if, if you know, if you know how you feel about something, that's really useful when you're trying to make choices in life, whether they be which dessert you want or um, whether you're going to move to the Netherlands. <laughs> Sorry about that rambling, but that was a bit on subject, maybe.
0: Oh, yeah, no, totally. And... and, and... Useful, useful advice. Yes, it is. It is useful. Hi, Synth, we haven't heard from you for a bit. How Has any of that resonated with you? Um, I think probably
4: everything, actually. It sounds, yeah, now it sounds really um, positive. I think I'm feeling really quite positive, actually, and my mental well-being is good. But I must say the first two weeks lockdown was um first of all I'm an empath so I feel everybody else's pain and sometimes too much Um, a lot of people myself and my son was going through a lot of anxiety so I think school shutting, no one knowing what was going on my son with like the anxiety and him having to be locked in a flat was like the last thing I needed actually Um, yeah so I was having the same things that um yeah Malcolm was talking about the sleeping that's what I was talking about I usually can sleep quite well, but I was having like, not being able to go to sleep till late hours. Um, Literally sleeping for four to five hours a day was all I could do. And that was still being broken by at least three times. Um, Yeah, just lots of stuff. But I feel like I went through, it feels like it was kind of a bit of a dark place, but it felt Mm. like it was a breakthrough because I think it was the collective... You know, everybody being in fear, and I can feel the collective consciousness when everyone is in that fear. Um, And then also just like the homeschooling, which people don't really, um, like Gillian mentioned, obviously parents, and I'm a single parent, and my child has got special needs. And I'm thinking, my God, actually people don't realise, especially when you're used to the child getting support in school, and then now with you, getting absolutely no support. The teachers are expecting you to do the same amount of work as other children when they know that it must take you double as long. And I'm thinking, what is all this pressure? <laughs> <laughs> I have to be good under pressure, but also I'm trying to run my two businesses. So one of them has literally kind of ceased while this has gone on, because I have to do, that's face-to-face and physical contact anyway. Um, But I've just been doing a lot of my reef configuring and sorting out my other business. So it feels like it's been a really long journey, but a really good journey actually. Now I feel like I'm in a brilliant place. But I'm speaking to so many people Especially other parents and more so business owners um, you know, like myself who have like gone on this roller coaster that Rex talks about like of being, having to be reminded, um, you know, like I practice gratitude every day and stuff like this, but having to really be reminded about the beauty of everything, because otherwise Ooh. if you're not concentrating on what's wrong or negative, you can live in that cycle and then it just gets worse and worse, because then you start attracting everything negative and everything not positive, I think. Do so you mind if I
5: crazy. add one more thing related to that really quickly, because I forgot yeah. to before, and that's really about um, anxiety, actually. You know, anxiety is there to, to, to try and help us. You know, it, it's trying to keep us safe. And it links into dreams as well, because really what's happening with anxiety is your mind is, is running through all the possible scenarios of what could happen. So it's using your knowledge of the past to predict the future in lots of different directions. But what that means is you're, you're not in the moment. Yeah. So flipping that on its head by being in the moment... You can stop your mind running away with itself down lots of alleys, which may or may not happen, simply by drawing it back to the smell of your coffee or the taste of the chocolate, or you know what I mean—the feeling of the the uh, the grass under your feet, whatever it might be. So that's the only addition I wanted to make there.
4: Oh yeah, I think that's true. Oh hi, hi, Donald. <laughs> yeah, I think that that is true because um, I think was you know you're in that kind of fear mode and then you're just feeling everyone else's anxiety and then good old whatsapp with people sending a million videos about what's really going on and then you're looking so far ahead to the future you're actually not living in the moment and that's what i thought that's why i said tv's well news is banned in the house i'm i literally dip in and out of it and i watch more international from other places um Yeah, and just a whole load of stuff. I do meditation every day anyway. So I had to increase that and doing it multiple times a day. I read like affirmations and then I was making my son because his anxiety was so bad. And I thought, I don't usually... I informally coach. um, I do intuitive coaching, actually. But um, I was having to do a lot of coaching and some personal development stuff with him, actually. But the good thing is, he's now happy saying, can I be permanently homeschooled now? just feels like a, a long journey in a, sh- a short space of time but it's been good
0: yeah and you said last week that actually um, your son was doing a lot better with yeah. that dedicated action. so that's yeah. really fun. um donald how are you you're muted by the way i think uh yeah yeah. there
7: i'm very good i've I've, the reason i've been tardy i've just come off of a meeting about how to do um uh with, with some colleagues that i'm um the show that i made last year drown town that was meant to be touring at the end of the month well, we, there's enough funding for us to do a short film, and it's just exciting and creative. And and you know, thinking about mental health this week, and knowing that next week is Mental Health Awareness Week or something, or Mental Health Week in the UK, um, yeah. I, I I crave creative outlets for myself. And even if it's just for me that I do something, it doesn't have to have an audience. Although an audience is nice. But I, I want, that's what I need to do. That, that makes me feel larger and deeper and bigger and smaller. And it, it, it's what I need. So I'm, 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 having just come out of that meeting, I'm on a bit of a high. Yes. There's so much possibility. And using this, the, the within the limitations of this frame that we are now occupying, each of us looking at each other, and, and you know sound and the limitations of the frame, uh, it's very exciting. The the liber the limitations are liberating.
0: Yeah often they are. Those constraints create more creativity, don't they? Sometimes yeah. you, you need that. Um what I'd like to do is I'm gonna start with you, Gillian. What has this sort of forced time to with it's a kind of time where we've really had to be with ourselves a lot more than usual so it's been I, I imagine for a lot of us even though you know some of us are busier than others there's been a lot of kind of looking inwards cuz you're just spending a lot more time with yourself than you normally would so what have you learned about yourself past Okay, Antonia, hard
3: one. I think it's made me to be more reflective. Of I said earlier, uh, in the maybe three weeks or into this program, that uh, actually it was the first time to say we should be more reflective of what we we've been doing and. uh, to just look at our lives and it's good to give advice or to say something. And then you find it so daunting when you try to do it. So I I, I keep on bringing things back, how, you know, things were before. Where will I be today, like Tuesday or, or Thursday? What will I have been doing? And that overwhelmed me. So... Uh, and I, I found myself in a place where I didn't want to, to be, because I was over, you know, exercising my head, my mind of things that I said. Yes, we should be reflective. Yeah, you, that, but you have to live for the time. You have to be thinking of now, and and people had to bring me to that sense of semblance to say no. You know. Yesterday, the border is closed. Think of right now. So I, I found myself struggling. That, that's what initially, but now I've, I've got my balance back. And I know that after this lockdown, whenever I, I, I will be in a better place because it's, it's given me a, a time to think, to reflect, but do not over-reflect. Do not, because that can be a very destructive thing. You know, it's like thinking about two words, regret and dread. The regret of yesterday, what I should have done, why is this thing happening, and the dread of tomorrow, are we coming out of this lockdown? No, don't do that. That's what I have done. I'm living for now to say today, even if I didn't do everything that I wanted to do today, like I seen and and my friend there said, I'm grateful that I'm able to do something. And I'm at the end of the day. So it's made me to put things in perspective, uh, loads of things that just leave, you know, whatever you can do, I can do today, I will do. Going out, smelling the flowers and, and just walking and, and taking things in and looking at people still doing ordinary things that we, we take for granted. yeah And that, that is it, what I have learned. I've learned a lot about myself, that things I think it cannot happen to me where, you know, I'm with it and all. The, no, you're not. When it comes to it, it it brings a lot of things into your mind and you have to see them through and put them in perspective and say, what is really important? I'm, you know, I'm 70 something. I've got a granddaughter who is 22, who will be 22. I'm so blessed to have somebody. There are people who didn't, who hasn't got anybody with them and they still have to make, you know, uh the best of what they've got. Loneliness is not a good thing. But you know, you got to make your your head space to be in a in a place where you'll be able to handle it. That's what I have learned. I don't like being indoors for so long, but now I've done it and I've learned from it. That's <laughs> that's my take on. I hope it makes it, it makes sense to people, you know. Yeah.
0: It makes complete sense. Thanks Antonia. Malcolm, what have you learned about yourself?
6: Uh,
2: that, was, uh, that, was, that was very interesting to listen to. I'm really sorry though, you're going to have to ask me the question. I've forgotten the question.
0: <laughs> what have you learned? Not oh, really. What, what have you learned? What has, spending so much time with yourself, what have you learned about yourself perhaps that you didn't know before or, or ha, has something shifted? You? Uh,
2: n- no, very little. Okay. Very little, uh, because um, because I've um, been alone for um, a good 50 years of my life. Um, I think I've, I've sort of, I feel like I've got the t-shirt really. And this isolation is, I mean, of course I'm, I've gone through a few sort of sleepless nights and I felt uncomfortable and uh, I've been a little bit anxious. And, and I mean, that's nothing. That You know, they're they are petty things in, in, in relation to the problems that, that people have generally. And no, I mean, I was going to say, learn to cope. No, absolutely not. I, I've learned to cope in the last 50 years uh, and longer. I mean... I, Maybe because I have, I'm just wondering if it's to do with uh, being used to being alone. I mean, even the word that people often think of as people when people are alone—the the idea of loneliness. Um, and, and I know occasionally, and in my life, people have said, "Don't get lonely." You know, I mean, it, it's such a, it's such a stupid question uh, when you think about it. Um, what am I going to say? Um, no. I've never been lonely in my life. Well, of course I get lonely occasionally. And then I might ask this question of the, of the questioner, you're in a marriage. Do you never get lonely? Mm-hmm. And they invariably know they get lonely. I mean, it's just stupid questions like that. It's like the same question that people have asked me in my life when I was about to start a relationship with someone closer to my age. Uh, it's, you know, what, what you do all day long. Oh, piss off. what are you talking about? Go away. The very fact that you ask me a question, I mean, what do you do all day long? You're in an office eight hours a bloody day, and you come home, do your housework, and watch television. Don't ask me what I do I'm, because I'm living alone. I do a hundred times more than you do. I mean, so I'm getting worked up here. All I'm trying no. to say is, I think, is I've got used to being alone. And if occasionally I feel lonely, I've learned how to deal with that like I deal with anxiety or I deal with things I really dislike or, as I explained before, if I'm really bored or if I don't like I can just walk and carry on with myself. And that is not to say that, that, I, I, that I particularly like myself. My feelings about that is I like myself and detest myself in equal measure and I'm perfectly happy with that. Because it feels to me that I'm being honest about myself. I don't like the word perfection anyway, and that that scares me shitless. I mean, perfection is in in human beings is ridiculous, you know. And I don't like special either. Um, The only special thing, uh, you know, especially when people tell me about their special cat or their special food or their special child or their special dog, the only thing for me that is special is life. That's the only thing. I don't actually think people are special. I really don't. Um, I think we all have imperfections, and some of us, like myself, may have major imperfections. But basically, the real special thing for me, if, even when I'm really depressed, or even when I'm moaning, or even when I'm complaining to myself, I'm breathing, man. I'm breathing. I'm <laughs>
3: oh, oh, a okay. oh, lucky man. We
2: uh, think oh. you're special, Life.
3: Mm. Yes. Sorry, yes. Man,
5: what's that, man? We think you're special.
3: Oh. <laughs> yes, Rhett, you are.
2: Rhett, I I, I Rhett, I, I that's really nice of you, but I really, really feel terrible about that because it doesn't actually matter to me, although I'm grateful no. for it.
5: I may I mean in the idea of that ev really everyone has something special. So
3: you see, oh, uh, you're so yeah. modest. You're so modest. The eyes not see itself, but by reflection. You see, uh, Rhett is, is, oh. saying, yeah, is saying, yeah, he's saying, I I, come with I agree it. with him. I agree with him. You are special. You know, you might not want to hear it. You are special. Why are you holding your face? <laughs> Why are you hiding? It has to be said. It modesty forbids you to say because oh. you don't want to say it. And I'm telling you, I did oh, oh, as wow. special.
1: Malcolm, you're, you're nasty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what? what? You're nasty. <laughs> I love you. You're
5: nasty.
1: <laughs> I <totally> oh, good. <laughs> good on you,
5: girl. I totally understand
2: no.
1: everything you said. I get everything. Yeah. Oh, you don't get Oh, that's much. important. Yeah, that, that's good.
2: really important yeah. to me. That, now, that is great. <laughs> that is great. You're on my phone. Yeah, so you, you are my special. <laughs> I, I agree
3: with Red, you are special.
1: <laughs> no, 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 we're not doing that. Yeah. So we all agree
2: with each other. Isn't that nice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, wow.
0: Gillian, do you want
1: to say something?
2: There
1: you go. Now, I'll say something which, um, in my many thousands of raising groups and poetry groups, it's kind of insensitive, but the leaders wouldn't have known they were being insensitive. But many of the poems and the books, the novels, about people wanting to commit suicide. The other day, someone was saying that um, somebody who's very, very old had said that if they'd heard that the lockdown would be for another two years, for example, they'd go outside and just break every rule and hug people and go shopping yes. what they like. They'd be quite old, so it'd be difficult. But my own thing was that, if I thought, if, I, if, I, if, I, if I'm now, um, and I was told it would be two years. I'd probably split my throat. But I know I wouldn't because I'm a coward and I wouldn't know how to do it. But I, I very rarely have that kind of thought. It does come to me. Oh. The point. I would never because there's always tomorrow's dinner to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's strange to have that kind of, is it worth staying alive? I have family, so obviously I'm not going to Exactly, go exactly. <laughs> And I wasn't low when I was thinking about it. I just thought, what's the point? Who wants to stay inside? Who wants to be locked down forever? Mm. So I'm, I'm not a case for anything. It's just I'm having all <laughs> the reading at the same time and having to go through other people's emotions through their writings and their books. And mm. to hear how it's going on and on about it. Ooh. It's just there. It's just there. Like, so um, I've learned about myself. I'm very good at dismissing. Negative thought. I have to be. Thanks. It's interesting that the word depressing is very widely used now, or I am depressed. And I was thinking that when someone says, oh, I've got bipolar, they might as well say to me, I'm a vegan. It's the same kind of hype. <laughs> <laughs> on the telly. On oh, the, the telly, as soon that. as an actress, as soon as an actress has got all the money in the world, says, oh, yeah, but I'm bipolar. I don't want to know. Who cares? What are you telling us for? you know go and, talk, go and help somebody else so it's just that i'm kind of dismissing people telling me what they've got you
0: know
1: not everyone's going to be a listener
0: it's true that some mental health conditions seem to have become a bit of a badge of honor in some cases but
1: that's, right. that's the words i wanted
0: yeah donald how about you what have you learned about yourself
7: uh i've learned uh a, a long um, a woman uh, a woman I know who did die a dear friend who, who uh, after she died when I was dealing with my mother's and sister's death, she became a sort of my own imaginative guardian angel. Uh, she said to me once, "You never die in a day; you learn something." And I, uh, I think, an under one of the undercurrents of this present time is I really I, I'm I lo- I'm curious and I've never lost my sense of curiosity. And, and that means learning things. I want to learn stuff all the time. And, and this, this period of, of my life has reminded me of that. Um, I love what you said about regret and dread. Um, Antonia, that was really beautiful, thank you. Um, also, I have another friend who once told me that I, wa- I was a person who wanted to embrace life and death
3: <laughs> and it's like, whoa, where did she get that?
7: And it's because I, I found, um, I found a, uh, and maybe I've said this even in, in these conversations before. When I was on Iona, I found a sheep, uh, uh, I found a small sheep skeleton inside another sheep skeleton with fur on the ground. And it was a really beautiful, a beautiful image of, of, of sad death things. And I think she remembered that. And so, in a way even though this is all very scary what's going on and i do have anxieties and worries and whatnot i'm i'm quite curious about death and what it all means and and mourning and grieving and how do we how do we um how do we each deal with that and and i think i've also come to consider more um not as excuses for my behavior but more kindness compassion and understanding for myself first because if I do enough of that, then I will ideally have that more for others. Although I've also learned during this time, and I know I've said this before, that, that uh, it's reminded me that I'm actually, even though I, I really love individual people, I'm sort of a misanthrope. Um, I really don't miss being around a lot of people right now and and it's mm. not that i i wish them unwell but i just don't want to be around folks so mm. in a way, i'm, I'm welcoming this um uh, time i'm also thinking about the routine and and how you know supposedly for our equilibrium it's good to have a routine uh but i also like to, it's like the line from uh, the sometime song uh being alive you know uh, somebody's singing about um somebody come along into my life and vary my days. So it's quite interesting to think how to, to have the routine and the structure, but also how to vary it. Uh, and, and as I said, uh, when I joined this meeting tardily, that uh, for me, uh, part of the variation is, is, is how to find ways to be creative in all sorts of ways, which is creative, mm-hmm. cooking, creative writing, uh, you know, just learning education, just things to improve, my lot and and increase my pleasure so done
0: <laughs> thank you Hi Synth, how about you what have you learned about yourself it sounds like you've been doing lots of uh, you've been on a, a bit of a
6: journey anyways i think well yeah journey to get back my balance actually but i must say most of the other things i've been i ha- have been doing for years Before this, I think what I've learned actually is that I just take too long to do things sometimes because (laughs) I keep waiting for things to be perfect. I keep trying to get things perfect. I realise actually, um, people said it to me for years, close to me, I'm a perfectionist and I was like, no, I'm not. And I'm thinking, since the lockdown and I said to Gillian, I've managed to start and write one book. The second book is three quarters of the way through. Empowerment cards are actually practically written. I'm thinking, these are things I'm sitting down. It's taken me over a year to start, you know, looking at it thinking, oh, I'm going to start, I'm going to do this, and not doing it. And getting so much done in these last six, seven weeks, more than I've done in the last few years, I must say, um, <laughs> in regards to my creativity, because I think one as soon as the lockdown started after the the second week of going through the kind of dark night for the soul stuff, um I, I just thought i need to be writing and i need to be writing a lot because i'm a writer anyway and for my mental health i know writing in general is the way so um just Doing that has actually just reminded me, yeah, actually that I just need to keep continuing on with my writing and actually just sharing what I'm writing because actually a lot of it is from my knowledge and things I've learned over the years. And I just want to share that stuff with people. So it's not really just writing about myself. It's a sharing stuff that's going <laughs> to empower and help other
0: people. Yeah. You're breaking up a little bit, but I think I think I think we got most of it Yeah, yeah you you're you are you are breaking up a little bit, but um oh. you're you're still there more or less. I'll just move on to Rhett and hopefully that will pick up again. You need to unmute yourself, right There we go.
5: Yeah. Um well, I have learnt, quite clearly, I'm never going to be a hairdresser. Oh <laughs> I'm never going to be a bartender. Oh <laughs> if I showed you, I might show, I show you the back of my head. No, I,
3: serious, but is, it really
5: is it bad?
3: No, no. There is oh. a pub somewhere, but it's all right.
5: So it's, anyway, so that's one thing. Um, I think I, I've learnt that I, I'm pretty self-sufficient I don't know why but I've kind of ended up doing things different from my peer group a lot in life and so I've been on my own a lot and so I, I kind of confirmed that I'm self self-sufficient but to be honest that's the that's the difficult lesson because this period has forced me to reach out a lot more to other people you know it's taken my natural way of doing my own thing and being a bit lonely and it's taken it to a whole new level so i've thought oh now this is not good so i've actually had to reach out and step forward a bit and step up uh, and i think that's a very good lesson for me for when if and when this whole thing you know ends um are people
0: in- receptive to you reaching out how has that been
5: Yeah, I think actually this unusual situation is the ideal, ideal context to reach out. I think we all have those difficult relationships or friendships that have just gone, gone dead or died or, you know, and normally if you wanted to resurrect them, you'd, you'd ring them up and they'd go, oh, what have you called me for? You know, you'd you'd need an excuse. You'd have to have a an agenda and it you know if you wanted a favor i mean would you just be ringing up for a chat certain friendships or relationships just kind of fizzle out a bit but with this going on there's been an opportunity just to you know resurrect some of those interesting relationships so maybe to also think about actually who's truly important to me who do i need to speak to so Maybe a bit of a shock as well that maybe a couple of people on that list where I'd say they're really important to me, but I haven't spoken to them for a year.
1: Mm.
5: so it's like I, I have to look myself in the mirror there and and this what's happening is the ideal opportunity. you don't need an excuse everyone's it's weird for everybody um, mm. so that's been good and and maybe just taking the whole feeling of you know life is short we only know two things one is that we're all alive at the moment on this call hopefully and that we're all going to die in the end and we you know and and what we do between those two points is kind of to a, some extent up to us so that feeling of life is short and um savoring the good stuff cherishing the great people in your life god laughter i tell you what i realized that. Being a bit more anxious over the last few weeks, I've not been laughing as much, but it's actually even more important. So I watched Doctor Strange Love the other day, the film. Oh, and cool. oh, I was roaring and it yeah. was so cathartic. Um, so it's almost like we, we've got to find opportunities to laugh even more, and you're 20 times more likely to laugh with people than you are on your own. So you've got to make an effort to, to make that happen. Well, unless you're watching um, good films. Um, so, you know, I could probably ramble on for a long time. Maybe one more thing, which is just, I've been getting pretty angry at points about what's been happening. My, my take, perhaps echoing something of Antonia, but my frustrations, at the, the, the shambles that I see happening that's letting people down, that's costing unnecessary lives, making easy comparisons with other countries. You know, it's pretty shocking, the state we're in. Less than 100 deaths in Australia, 21 in, in uh, New Zealand. We're at 33,000 and climbing. So it's made me a bit angry, made me even more, kind of slightly more political, um... But leaving all that aside, perhaps a bit hopeful, I mean, that's the, very, the little flicker of hope that it's so extreme, this situation, that you hope that we we won't go straight back to, to the treadmill of life that we we knew before this. You hope it will have an impact a bit like World War Two had that led to the, the, the founding of the National Health Service. So people will go, we actually don't want what we had before. And actually, we probably can't afford it because the economy is going to take such a big hit. So we have to do things differently. And I, I'm not sure the, wor- the world, from my perspective, was heading in a direction I like the look of. We felt a bit like a large group of people driving an 18-wheeler juggernaut towards a brick wall. So this shock to the whole system. It might make things worse, it might think make things better, but it probably will lead to some kind of change. So that gives me this weird hope in the centre of all the chaos that some positive changes could come out of it. And now I'm over my time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well done, Rhett. It's- Yeah,
0: I am aware of time. So before we go, has anyone got any response to that or something that they wanted to say and haven't been able to say.
2: Well, I'd love to agree with what some of the stuff that, or most of the stuff that Rhett just talked about, especially to do with, um, uh, because he said himself that he's um, uh, self-sufficient, et cetera, and can cope, but actually found himself in terms of friendships and how that changes relating to people and how more prepared you are to go out to people. I I found exactly the same thing. Uh, uh, I find, and that is really interesting. Um, the very fact that I'm even here still and been on this every week surprises me every time I get on it. Um, I mm. wouldn't do this this much uh, relating generally um, in life before all this started. Um, if I meet someone and I connect with them, that's fine. If not, I really don't care. At the moment, I care. Mm. In, in, if any anything, maybe I'm. I've just um, delivered what I thought was a truth is not a truth to myself. And that was that I didn't think I cared or certainly before. So I have learned something. I've learned to care about a particular thing at the moment. And that is to do with connecting with people and giving them a little bit more time than, than my usual brief moment. And then walking away and not feeling anything about it and not considering, Oh, hang on. Maybe I should have given them two minutes or one, one minute and a half. You know what I mean? And the other thing, I'd re- <laughs> and the other thing that I really must say, and I'm really grateful for, is that Donald didn't sing "Staying Alive."
7: <laughs> oh, being alive. <laughs> oh, being
2: alive. Yes. Okay. Thank or you. Staying. <laughs> well, from my perspective it's "Staying Alive." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I agree with everything else, Donald. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. Don-
7: what
0: were you saying? Oh, I just said you, you were singing. could have done a whole dance and
7: dance. routine. Re- contribution. The song again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, don't encourage him. All right, no, no, don't encourage me. Mm. Uh, mm. Anger can be as long as it doesn't eat you up, because I get yeah. really angry at current governments, not only our own but in other places. And you know, I'm born in America, so. Argh, uh, glad I'm not there. I actually, I have to say, um, but anger is a motivator. And I really, I, I sometimes, and, and as somebody who, who saw a lot of, of, of bad behavior, um, uh, sad bad behavior amongst adults when I was a kid, I, I'm quite mild, but it's really u- useful to be in touch with my assertive, angry, et cetera side and know that that can be a real, really healthy motivating response to conditions provided it's all balanced you know it's all about finding some and the balance shift the scales can shift but as long as you find some kind of equilibrium and can live with with who you are then to repeat what i said before i guess a variation on a theme living with with who i am means i can live more equitably with others i think
5: donald i find my uh donald trump voodoo doll It's very
3: (laughs) 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 useful. I would like to do more than that. Oh, my word! Uh, Opportunity there.
0: Some uh, making and exporting of uh, voodoo dolls. Why not? Um, I'm gonna leave you there because I have to go. Gillian, oh, she's going to come back and say goodbye. Okay, she had to... Um... <laughs> Gillian, are you just coming to say goodbye? We're about to... goodbye. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no worries. So, bye, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Bye. Thank you, Bye, everyone. Thank I you. Bye, bye, bye,
3: bye, 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 bye. What did you yeah. say?